Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the To Be Touched podcast. I'm your host, Bianca. This week we're doing things a little differently. I will not be interviewing any one person, yet we will be listening to a handful of Black women that are in my life whose existence, opinions, and feelings matter. Um, With everything that's going on in the world, I find it extremely infuriating that Black women continuously, under every circumstance, we are constantly erased, overlooked, ignored, or just a footnote in someone else's story. Yet, we are relied on to be there to uplift and support everybody in this world and of this world. And what I want from this episode is for my listeners to really hear what Black women have to say. And though the six to seven responses that I got are just like a small percentage of the vast opinions and feelings of black women globally i hope that this allows you to just kind of open your heart to the complexities of our existence you know there's no right or wrong answer there's no right right or wrong way to feel about anything but one thing i really really want people to do is to really start listening to us um the death of Olu Toyin Salu really, really hurt me. And not just because, like death in general, like hurts me, but her death specifically really, really haunts me in the sense that it's the unfortunate example of how black women fight for everybody, how we stand up for everybody, how we raise our voice for everybody. We we spend our money, we risk our lives for everybody. And yet we are still the victims of race. We're the victims of misogyny. We're the victims of gender bias, ageism, etc. And it's hurtful, it's hurtful. So I want you guys to really take the time to like go through and listen to the words each woman that I have featured in this episode. I want you to listen to what they have to say. I want you to take in what they have to say. I want you to feel what they have to say. I want you to be touched by what they have to say. So thank you for tuning in. Okay, so how am I feeling? It's hard to describe because personally, I've been feeling probably every emotion possible these past couple weeks from happy to sad to angry to just everything that you can possibly think of has been felt these past couple weeks as a black woman with all the racial tension going on outside. What do we deserve as a black woman? I feel I deserve to feel protected. 
And as a black person, we deserve so much, but top three, we deserve equality, we deserve equity, and we deserve representation. What I want is for the fight to continue long after the hashtags have stopped trending. It is on everyone to continue the fight. This is not a race, it's a marathon. This is something that will take years and years and years of fixing. So the fight must continue. We cannot stop. We have to keep calling it out, hold people accountable for the racist and biased views they hold. It's the only way that we will continue to make change. I'm fed up with a lot of things. I think the one thing I'm mostly fed up with is the arguments and disagreements and the back and forth between Black people. Because yes, we are all Black Lives Matter and we are all fighting the same fight, but it's kind of exhausting when we're fighting against racial injustice and then we're also fighting each other. It has become so disheartening to see all of the arguments on social media between Black people just on some like on some of the most ridiculous thoughts like black on black crime or just you know anything and it's become so disheartening because I feel like it's so divisive like colorism like I said the black on black crime and then even just Trump or Republican versus Democrat it's become so much fighting against one another Where do I feel the safest is a tough question because before Breonna Taylor's murder, I would have said in my home, but she was murdered in her bed while she was sleeping. So that begs the question, where in this country are we really safe? With that being said, the least dangerous place I feel like is in my home. Where I feel safe, I cannot give an answer. Right now, in this moment, I'm feeling tired, overwhelmed, fed up, distracted, uncertain, yet hopeful. Right now, just like every other person in New York City or even in different states, I'm fed up with the fireworks going off like a war zone every single night but i'm even more fed up and frustrated with all of the white folk coming together and you know calling the police all the karens of the world just like calling the police as if it's a customer service hotline asking to speak to a manager on black people who are just living their lives literally and you know like they call the police and then you know to these neighborhoods who then bring these like military weapons for them you know for this to for destruction and what white people don't even realize is that when they make that call it's like they literally Ask, like calling for a death sentence on on that black person, which is, you know, it's 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 discouraging. Um, and I'm starting to think that, 
you know, I, I feel like the whole fireworks is a, is a conspiracy. I have to do more research, but it's just a way for people to, like, try to call the police to go to these neighborhoods and, like, you know, cause even more havoc and uproar. But I do feel the safest when I'm still, when I'm cooking, when I'm taking a long walk for 30 minutes um, listening to a podcast and just sitting with God and just like literally just listening to what he has to say. Um, I also feel the safest waking up in the morning and well, when I get an, uh, a restful sleep, um, and just ha- being grateful for another day, um, to live and to fulfill my purpose, um, to say my affirmations, to write in my journal, um, and also just Think of creative dope ideas in the shower that hopefully like I hold on to before it goes away um, in my mind and just taking that time away from everything that's going on outside my window. And what do I really want? I want peace, not just for myself, but just for the entire world. Um you know, short short term wise, um, I do want a bigger space because living in New York City is no joke. <laughs> but a bigger space to create um, a long lasting career that will live on after me, and also financial stability and generational wealth, generational wealth, an opportunity to pass down my my wealth to my children, my children's children. And ultimately, I want justice for all the lives, you know, who we've lost to senseless gun violence and police brutality. Um, Justice for Breonna Taylor, for those officers to be arrested. Um, And just justice overall for all the names um, all the countless names that have, you know, lost their lives. Um, and just that peace that I have knowing that when I do have children, they will live in a better and safer world that than I've lived in. And what I deserve is love, peace, happiness, and grace. In answer to your first question, how are you feeling? I feel a multitude of feelings all at once. Um, I have never felt more excited, more um, in tune with my blackness, more uh, prideful in being a black woman in this day and age. Um, I think a large part of my experience as a black woman has been feeling out of place in so many different areas, um, being, you know, coming from different cultural backgrounds, being um, a first-generation child of immigrants, having um, the ability to code switch, being such a part of my nature and upbringing and, you know, dealing with the frustrations around, you know, how you see yourself versus how the world sees you. 
And that is both um, within the community of Blackness and also um, without. It's been a really interesting time with being locked down and dealing with the anxieties around that and seeing the way the world is changing around you, but then also having to come to grips now with the more even heightened anxiety of the racial tensions and divides that we're dealing with. Um, I am lucky enough in that I have the opportunity and the privilege to spend so much time, you know, reading and, um, doing the things that I enjoy, whether it's going for long walks or being able to steal away to the beach, um, you know, California and being on the West Coast during this time has provided me with a level of calm that I don't know that I would have had if I was still in New York. Um, but I'm, I feel generally a deep, deep sense of gratitude, gratitude for the time that we're in, gratitude for the transparency and the honesty um, and the difficult conversations that we're having to have with ourselves, with our society, with our communities, um, seeing the intersection of Black Lives Matter, um, the intersection of Black Trans Lives Matter, and really coming to grips with all of the multifaceted nature of Blackness. Um, it has been really invigorating to me. As much as it is difficult to watch the videos of, um, you know, innocent black men and women and just the way our lives and our bodies are, in a way it feels like, you know, so not our own or like there's a level of like sensationalism via Instagram and the likes of Twitter where it's like, you know, we're creating these like insane echo chambers um, of like heightened hostility. But at the same time, um, you know, I have hope. I have hope for conversation. I have hope for a new way of looking at the world. I have hope for what this next iteration of quote unquote, the new normal is. Um, and I'm excited to see where we go as a people, as a nation, globally, um, and really just excited to see where I go from here, to be honest. So I feel um, a multitude of different ways at the moment, but I think generally the undercurrent of how I feel is grateful, grateful to be alive, grateful to be safe, um, grateful that my family is okay, grateful for little things like peace of mind, um, the ability to have really interesting and in-depth conversations, um, the ability to spend time reading. There are so many things that I think I took for granted before that are so minuscule and so small that um, I just feel like it would almost be like treasonous to this time that we're in now to forget what a gem um, is being offered amidst all of the chaos. Okay, in response to what are you fed up with? Um, you know, that's a really interesting question. I'm fed up with the lies that we were forced to grow up with. Um, the lies about our history, the lies about who we are, the lies about where we come from. 
and, you know, the revisionist history that we've all learned. And, you know, it's been such an eye-opening experience from, you know, the change in tone around the story of Christopher Columbus to celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day, but still having all of these um, weird dichotomies between like holidays and figures that we used to look at with respect that we no longer do. And, you know, like just kind of struggling through um, facts and history and truth and knowledge. And I think what I'm really fed up with is one to a degree, and I mean this generally like as a nation, um, our apathy around knowing the truth and spreading the truth and being proponents of truth. I think that we've really lost that. And I'm really fed up with how opinion has somehow in our culture become more important than um, what is actual fact. And I find that to be really divisive and I find it to be really dangerous because I think that um, especially now where we have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and then we do have a lot of, um, you know, untruthful information being, um, you know, put on a pedestal as if it were true. And I think that that's really unfortunate. Um, And I think that our lack of wanting to do due diligence around um, understanding what we believe to be true is a true disservice um, to anyone, you know, and anywhere in your life where that may may be an issue. You know, this it's larger to me than even um, just looking at the heightened racial tensions that we're living in but truly understanding that there is purpose that is only bred out of truth. And if you remove truth from the equation and you remove truth from the conversation, it becomes, what are we really doing? We're just arguing opinions back and forth. Um, And so I think that I'm really fed up with the lack of... um, you know, just truth, truthful information about where we are, where we come from, what we've gone through as different groups of people, um, and also a willingness to truly see and understand and have compassion and empathy empathy for other people's truths. Um, But I think that that's something that's really kind of, we're making, or at the beginnings of, I don't really know what stage, to be honest, Um, we're in an interesting phase of making a reckoning with what truth is um, and really understanding how to hear and to listen to other people and how to um, examine our own truth. And I I think that's something that's really critical and I think that that's something that's really useful. Um, And I'm really looking forward to it ideally being something that's, you know, becomes incredibly timeless in this generation and the generation moving forward because there's so much power in the truth, even when it's ugly and even when it's hard to digest and it's hard to see, um, there's still beauty in it because it's real. Ooh, this is interesting. When do you feel the safest? Um, I think safety is something I've struggled with my whole life, just based on my upbringing, 
different challenges that I had as a kid, um, not really feeling like I had a place where I fit in. So this idea of where do you feel most safe, um, I would say it's probably when I'm by myself, um, when I'm in meditation, when I'm in prayer. Um, I am generally a person who enjoys my own company and likes to be alone. Um, but I think that that's where I really feel the safest. Um, because I think I just feel unencumbered by other people's thoughts and opinions. And I'm very much in a place where I feel like I'm getting to know and understand myself in a whole other and significantly deeper way. Um, So I would say, yeah, I feel the safest when probably, yeah, when I'm by myself. And, And definitely more than that is when I'm in prayer and when I'm talking to God about how I feel or what I'm struggling with. Um, There is nothing more safe to me than that feeling that I have after a really fresh prayer session. Um, But I would say if you're looking for, I guess, maybe something a bit more worldly, I think I would say I feel the safest also when I'm with a close friend and, and engaging in like, a intimate moment of laughter. I love to laugh. I think it's so refreshing to the soul to have a smile on your face for whatever the reason. Um, and those are the moments I think I really appreciate. I think I'm also really attracted to people who know how to laugh and who um, enjoy a good laugh because there's um, a feeling of connection and a feeling of levity Um that I think is really nice. What do I want? Um, I think in the immediate goal, and this is probably a goal that I've held for the last couple of years now, is I just want to be content. I want to be in a place where I am proud of myself not simply about like the work that I do or, um, you know, those sorts of things, how much money I earn or my status and success. Um, while those things are all wonderful and definitely um, markers, you know, that I have for myself, I don't think it's really what I live my life by anymore or slowly becoming less so. I think my values are changing as a person. Um And the things I want for myself are I want to see other people win. I want to see my friends and family happy. I want to be a change agent in my community. I want to see women love themselves. And so I think that in those wants and desires, my goals for myself are changing and realigning. My goals for... um, what I want to see manifest in my life are changing. My idea of success is completely transforming. Um, And I think that there's something really wonderful about that. I think ideally, you know, the larger things I want for myself, I want to have a legacy. Um, I want to live a life that reflects love and kindness and compassion and empathy and stewardship and forthrightness. Um, 
I want to be someone who seeks after justice in the ways that are um, in relation to the work that I do. And yeah, I just want to, I really want to feel content within myself. I want to feel content within my spirit. And I think that seeking after those things kind of lets everything else fall into place, whether it's work or love or friends or whatever. Um, You know, you start to ascribe core values to yourself um, and it kind of changes the way that you look at the world. It changes the way that you look at yourself. It changes the things that you feel like you want and you need um, and you're able to throw some things away, which is kind of lovely when you get to that place of kind of the process of unburdening yourself um, of beliefs, habits, thought processes, um, actions that don't serve. Um, yeah, I think in in the more immediate sense, those are the things that I want. But ultimately, it's to leave a legacy of a life that was worth living. Um, and that really focuses on the way that I make people feel. What do I deserve? Um, This is a conflicting question for me because in so many ways, it's like, I feel like I deserve the world. Like, you know, we're these awesome young black women coming of age in a really interesting time um, where I feel this sense of power um, and like a buzzing, tingling energy around me that I can't fully articulate. Um, And there's something really, really beautiful and something really special about that. Um, I think I deserve to be loved. I think I deserve to give love fully and freely um, and truly encompassing all of the different facets of love from familial to agape to relational, both, um, you know, with myself and with the world around me. Um, we're not really promised much and I don't necessarily think that we're owed much in this life, to be honest with you, but I think that I deserve, we deserve to live a life of dignity, to live a life that's filled with love and aspiration and hope and beauty. And I think we deserve to be our full, whole, authentic selves, however we show up, however messily we show up. Um, And I think that we deserve to strive for more, whatever that looks like in your own individual walk and journey. And those are the things that I think I deserve for myself. And I think everyone else deserves as well. Um, but I think we deserve a chance to hope. And I guess more so in relationship to when I think about my blackness and my black brothers and sisters, we deserve hope. We deserve a chance for our kids to grow up and for us to be able to reach and attain our dreams. We deserve the opportunity to have a beautiful, dignified, loving life worth living. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we all deserve that. 
and I guess those are the things I also want for myself. And I don't think that I deserve anything more than what anyone else has in that way. So I guess my answer is a bit more kind of global and all-encompassing as opposed to more self-centered. You know, we're all the same flesh and blood, born of the same spirit, born of the same God. I guess it's more like what we do with it. Some days I feel hopeful when I see changes being made and conversations being had that are beneficial to the black community, especially. Um, Sometimes I feel a little less hopeful, Um, depending on the day, depending on the vibe, depending on what I see on social media, you know, Um, so I try to make sure that I limit myself because I want to be informed, but I want to also make sure I'm taking care of myself. So I'm feeling 50-50. I feel good because change is being made and then I, I feel I guess my feelings are everywhere. I also feel sad that we even have to go through this and that we've had to go through this. It's it's just unfair. But then I have to go back to that hope. So I'm a little all over the place, but I know it's going to continue to get better. I I have faith that it's going to continue to get better. Um, Something that I'm fed up with or what I'm most fed up with is people choosing to act like they don't understand. I'm not going to settle for you don't understand um, or you just don't get it because you can look, you can turn the TV on or you can look on social media to understand. Now, if you're choosing not to understand, you're choosing not to care, that's a different situation and that's what I'm fed up with. Um, And that goes for any and everybody. Right now, we're all coming together for black lives and if you can't be a part of that then I'm I'm really fed up with you. I, I have nothing no desire to even be cool with you. Um or even to continue to follow you. So I'm fed up with ignorance, chosen ignorance, and I'm fed up with uh silence. I deserve to be treated fairly. I deserve to go out to a club and be able to get in even though I'm dark skinned. I should be able I deserve to be able to go to the grocery store and not be stared at because there's not many people in the grocery store that look like me. I deserve to be treated with care, love, and respect. Um as a human being, no matter race at all. I want equality. I want every race to be treated fairly, especially African-Americans, especially black people, my people. That's it. And I I saw something on Instagram, a video uh, one day that uh, the woman who was speaking, I just loved what she was talking about, but she made such a key point. You are so, you guys better be lucky and grateful that black people just want equality and not revenge. So that right there is enough. So for me, just that's it. This equality and to be treated with love and the same respect and care as other races get. 
I feel the safest when I am at home. I feel the safest when I'm around uh, people that I know, whether they are black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Indian, whatever. I feel comfortable around people that I know treat black people fairly um, and that I hope continue to continue to treat black people fairly when they're not around me. Um, but there's nothing more than the comfort of being in your home, especially for me. I live in a city called Tucson where the African-American population is 5%. So with everything that's going on right here in the house, that's where I feel the safest. Right now, I am feeling truly sad. I'm feeling numb in so many ways, particularly when it comes to what we're seeing on social media, you know, what we see in the news, the comments that I see on social media. But at the same time, I'm feeling hopeful, a little bit more hopeful than I ever have, because I truly believe that in order for there to be any sort of meaningful change, everyone has to be behind it. I don't think that there will ever be a time where everyone is behind what it is that we're fighting for, which is the space and the realization that Black lives absolutely matter. But I think if day by day people's eyes open up, then that is something to be hopeful for. I think just like with, you know, so many other horrendous types of things that happen in this world, um, whether that is murder or sexual predators, racism, should absolutely be something we are disgusted with. And I hope that what we're creating at the very least is some sort of systemic understanding that it's just not okay. Black people people of color, black trans people, everyone. We, what we need is to be realized, to be seen, to be heard, to be truly treated equally. I am so fed up with all that I've learned. Um, you know, it's a beautiful thing to be unlearning. That is learning in and of itself. It is a beautiful thing to be relearning. But I am really devastated and fed up with the fact that I sat in years of social studies and AP history and all of these different classes. I mean, it wasn't until college when I took, uh, you know, like an Africana studies class and had a better understanding. But so much of what I've learned and so much of what so many people have ever learned is incorrect and incorrect in the sense that it completely omits real and true history. And so I'm fed up with people running rampant and being ignorant and downright just hateful, racist, prejudiced, whatever it is that they've got going on, even our own people, our own black people, not getting it because they don't know the truth. And I think that a lot of that has to do with self-concept and identity this is all they've known. And so if you tell somebody that what they know and who they are, who they are is untrue, of course they're going to resist that. It makes a lot of sense psychologically, but it's just 
so saddening that this is what we now have to undo. What do I deserve? Uh, I mean, so many things, but I would say that at the very least, I deserve to feel safe. I deserve for the systems that surround me in this modern world that we live in 2020 to truly be systems that benefit me. So that's when I talk about the authority, whether that is police. That's when I talk about school systems or the ability for somebody to get a mortgage for their home. I think about work, whether or not it's safe for people to speak up about microaggressions or experiences that they might be having or have had that don't actually align with what a company says matters to them. So what I deserve at the bare minimum is respect. I deserve justice. I deserve to be able to show up as I am with my concerns, be able to voice them for them to be heard and for those things to absolutely matter at all times. What I want in a perfect world would be to remove the trauma and the pain that so many of us walk around with. I want us to be truly free. I think, you know, you think of days like Juneteenth and the ironic part of that is that even today, so much of our history still shackles us because it can live in the minds and hearts of ignorant people and ignorant systems that weren't built for us. So yeah, you know, if I close my eyes and I can wave a magic wand, I would want to be able to truly live a life where I didn't have to think about those things, where I know that other people weren't thinking about them. But I know that, again, unlearning is hard, and I know that it's also not mandatory. So I just don't know if I'm going to get that. I feel safest when I'm in community. So when I'm with people who see me and hear me and understand me, and even if they don't understand me, they want to. They're listening. There are things that are unspoken and they still get it. And that is just so helpful in moments like this being in spaces where you don't feel like you have to explain yourself but I also think that I'm safe at the very least when there's curiosity when people are coming from a place of good intentions and trying to learn doesn't have to be necessarily that I am their teacher but that they're making it clear to me that who I am, the history of who I am as a Black person, as a Black woman, matters. It took me a while to be able to answer these questions because I've become so numb to everything that's going on. I'm so sickened, by the way, that Black people are constantly 
disregarded, disrespected, and brutalized, really since the beginning of our history here in the U.S. I'm just so tired of the way things are framed and flipped in the media, and especially tired of people just accepting this rhetoric used to justify how Black people are treated in every aspect of life, whether it be in the criminal justice system, the healthcare system, the housing system, the education system, social welfare and politics. I mean, the list really goes on. In recent weeks, I've been especially fed up with companies and really white people posting or releasing these statements saying how they stand with us. And honestly, it's it's really insulting because it's, truthfully, it's almost as if they're being forced to say something, uh, kind of given our outrage and the backlash. And I think of it, and I really think that most of it is coming from the fact that people are starting to say, well, listen, I'm not supporting your business. I'm not supporting your cause anymore um, if you can't support me. And to me, I don't want you to stand with me if you feel like you're forced to. I don't want you standing with me if up until now you didn't think there was anything wrong with how we've been treated before. It's on it's all the same shit going back to how we were brutalized during slavery. And I could honestly care less if you want to fake stand with me now. But you're still not getting what the real issue is. I don't think that I've ever truly felt safe. Um, but in order to feel safe, I need to have a trust in the systems to know that I'm truly being taken care of and respected and that, you know, my best interest is at the heart of their policies and um, their services. And without that trust in these systems, there will never be a sense of safety. I want people to wake up and see what's really happening here. Um, (laughs) I would really love it if white people would stop telling us how to react and respond and just listen and make adjustments. Um, I really want the black community to stay unified and continue to support and rely on each other. I think that as black people, we can take a few lessons from the black power movement and apply some of the main tenets to today's movement. And if we really unified and stood our ground, this country would fall apart without us, okay? Let's not forget that this country was built on our backs, built with our hands, our blood, sweat, tears. Like, we built this shit, okay? And this is our country, and we need to take it back. And that's that's what it comes down to. I deserve to live. I deserve true freedom. I deserve to be respected and heard. I deserve to matter. I am feeling super 
unsteady these days. Um, I think it started out with COVID, of course. Um, a lot of my professional um, acting gigs were starting to kick up. Um, I was supposed to be in Chicago over the summer and then possibly touring um, through the fall and next spring. And then all of that got canceled by COVID. So that was really depressing for me. Um, I think I can like digest that more so now of how depressing it is. At the time, it was like chaos. You know, I was like, well, at least I'm alive. I have to like think about this disease or this pandemic. Like, I can't really focus on how I'm feeling right now other than just like the everyday panic. But now that, you know, we've been home for three months or whatever, March, April, May, June, yeah. Um, it's really starting to affect me that like everything is on hold and so much is unknown about what the future holds, especially in the performing arts industries, the theater industry, the film industry. Um, I have also just been exhausted by, you know, the Black Lives Matter um, movement and all the police brutality killings that have been going on um, and just really confused and angered and baffled that the rest of the world is like just now trying to wake up to these realities. Um, it's all just so much to take in at one time. Like 2020 is a catastrophe. I just don't understand how all of this could be happening at one time. And, you know, what I can be grateful and thankful for is that, you know, I have a roof over my head even though, you know, money is such a unknown thing right now. Um, but I do have an, I have an apartment. They're not kicking us out. Um, we can't go anywhere, which is stressful. Definitely starting to have, like, <clears throat> you know, um, I just miss society. I miss people. I miss my friends. Um I did get to see my family over Father's Day weekend and kind of, you know, said fuck it when I went to see my parents because it was like I just couldn't take it anymore. And I saw my uncle a few days before and I was like telling him, I was like, oh, my God, this is the first hug I've had in three months. Like I almost started crying. It was just it's just so much from every diver coming at everyone from every direction, especially being, you know, a black woman in America right now. Sometimes I don't feel like I know what I'm supposed to do. Like, <laughs> you know, every day is different. Like, you're fighting one day, you're angry the next day, you're sad the next day, you're taking self-care days the day after that, you know. You're thinking about your future. You're thinking about, you know, socially. You're thinking about your friends. You think about how much you're missing out of your life and it's just it's only been three months and it just feels like such a huge moment um that we're grappling with and you know I've been trying to distract myself with a lot of tv even when I watch tv like I find myself <laughs> just like bawling like 
these stories are just, I don't know, they just feel more real. Like you're just so hypersensitive to everything that you don't know what to ingest. I don't know. It's, I'm just all over the place. It's really hard. And, you know, this morning I was reading some more about Breonna Taylor. I think the uh, governor of Louisville or the mayor of Louisville, whatever, fucking released a statement about how he doesn't have any, his office doesn't have any information about the killing and they're still trying to rule if, if the officers did, if, if the officers did anything illegal. And it's just so like, take one step forward, 10 steps back. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Y'all don't have enough information. How y'all don't know exactly what we all know. Like she was fucking murdered in, in cold blood. She was sleeping. How is no one in jail right now? And, you know, you have all these organizations speaking out and you think you feel like it's getting better. And it's you see that and it's like, what the fuck are we doing about the policies? What is the government doing? This fucking administration is a joke. And it's not even a joke. It's 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 literally life or death. It's not a joke. That's the problem, you know. And you just don't know. I don't know how to navigate all of this. It's it's like, what what can we do? And so I'm just tired all the time. I feel really like isolated. I don't feel okay all the time. And it's hard. Like, it's just hard. You don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like, (laughs) you don't feel like, you don't feel like doing anything. But then it's like we're supposed to be, you know, the upward movers, the shakers, the, 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 the outspoken ones. We're supposed to be the strong ones. And it's like, I can't do that right now. That's how I feel. Like, I can't. Most days I feel like I can't do this shit. I am fed up with America. I'm fed up with white people talking about how terrible this is. And, you know, I'm just I'm tired of them talking like I just want there to be some action. I want there to be some, you know, active laws put into place. Like instead of having this panel today from two to five, how about y'all sit up in city in city hall from two to five and like actually write down some fucking new laws. I don't know why we have to keep, why we have to keep following this American idea of, of legality. Like our reform process sucks. So how about y'all take them three hours and sit up in City Hall and figure out how to make this reform process faster? I don't give a fuck. Like, y'all y'all do illegal shit all day. Like, just sit there and write it into law. Whatever we've been doing before has not been working. And y'all say y'all want change and you say you say you're ready for change and the world is fucking waking up. But it's like, 
Y'all aren't doing shit. I want to see y'all do some shit. I'm so sick of y'all talking. I'm sick of these panels. I'm sick of y'all making videos, sharing videos. I'm sick of y'all talking about, well, we're starting to have these conversations with our children. When, when do you start talking about race? You start talking about race when your fucking children are born. That's when you fucking start talking about race. Because that's what the rest of the world fucking does. That's what black people have to do. That's what people of color have to do. We know about race from fucking birth. So how about you tell your kids about race when they're fucking old enough to comprehend words? You you talking to them about everything fucking else? Just doesn't make any sense. I'm sick of that shit. I'm sick of white people acting like this is the first time that a black man has been killed in, pl- in plain blood on video. I'm sick of everyone acting like black dark-skinned women don't get killed in 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 monumental numbers. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of everybody fucking talking. I just want somebody to do something. I think I deserve to feel like I deserve everything. I feel like sometimes as black women, we are conditioned to think like, oh, well, we got this and that's enough. You know, we are conditioned to think that we don't deserve everything. You know, there's so many people in in the world, white men, white women, you know, black men who come before us and we always put that shit on our backs and we think that just because society has put us in this hierarchy that we are our last, like it's ingrained in us that we don't deserve everything and we deserve more than anyone. You know, like I just want to feel like I want to know without a fucking doubt that I deserve everything and I want to feel supported by my community, especially in the fact that I deserve everything. And I deserve love, peace, happiness, laughter, friendship, freedom. I deserve to be free and authentically myself at all times. And I don't ever want to have to, you know, apologize for being myself. I remember when I was, um, I've been applying for MFA acting programs, you know, for the last three years, actually. And in my mission statements, I always feel like, oh, I'm being too black. I'm being too much of a black woman. Like they don't want to, they don't want to hear what I have to say. And maybe I should dial this back. Maybe I should be, you know, less militant. And I've even had, you know, my mother has told me maybe you should try, you know, being less. And I'm just like, I don't want to be less. I want niggas to make space. I want to take up all the fucking space. And I need these niggas to listen to me because what I'm saying is not invalid. And I should be accepted for what I have to say alone. I shouldn't have to fit into your, you know, your program guidelines. I shouldn't have to fit into what you think is a moldable actor. You know, like I should just get to be authentically me. And I want y'all to say, hell yes, we're on board with who you are. And even if they don't say that, like, I just want to be able to be myself. 
I want to create spaces where black women, black dark skinned women and black women can just be themselves and not have to apologize for it and not have to dumb it down or dilute it or sugarcoat a goddamn thing. Because we deserve to live full, beautiful, robust, authentic lives. I just want the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor to be arrested, charged, convicted, whichever order of 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 that needs to happen. That's what I want. I want the government to stop making excuses as to why things can't happen. I want white people to stop making excuses as to why things can't happen or why things are happening slowly. Um, I just want them to move out of the way. I don't even want them to make space. I just want white people to move out of the way. And I want them to sit down and take a fucking seat. I want them to just stop. I also want Trump the fuck out of office I want people to stop parading around and doing, you know, performative acts of solidarity. I I want people to, you know, be about it. I want to see some action. I want to see all the action. That's what I want. I I just and I also want, you know, I want time for my for 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 things to go back to normal for me professionally. But it's like there is no normal to go back to like going back is really not an option like. I wish that there was a way for us to have both, but there's no going back now. You know, like, I want to be able to perform. I want to be able to um, have these opportunities that I was going to have this year. But at the same time, it's like, with everything going on, I don't know if that's going to be possible. So... I want to have success in the direction that I'm going and I want I want opportunities like I want I just want to feel like I'm doing what I love and I have no boundaries And I also want black men to protect black women. That's what I want really, 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 really bad. I want to feel protected. And I want people to realize that colorism is a real thing. It's toxic and it affects our community. And we as a black community have to face that. It's it's real. And that there is privilege that comes with with being of the lighter complexion. I feel the safest when I am with my friends and family and honestly in like purely black spaces. Um, during this time, I think I've been finding a lot of comfort in the black film space realm. Um, they host a bunch of um, workshops uh, surrounding black film for black filmmakers, uh, writers, mainly um, directors, actors. And I found them pretty much at 
the middle of the pandemic. Um, and they've been a really safe space just for me to interact with people, even though it's via Zoom, but interact with black people and, you know, just get our minds off of things for just a little bit. Um, and it's been the only form of creativity I've really um, tapped into since all of this happened. I've been able to, you know, find happiness in it. And, you know, because of COVID and everything, I haven't been um, invested in theater um, which had me feeling a little guilty at first, but then I found, you know, Black Film Space. So that's been a great, great tool and place. Um, I also feel happy when I see my parents, um, even though we're not living together and it's been really hard to be apart from them and not like be able to go over to their house and hang out and see them and, you know, do what we usually do. Um, I did get to see them Father's Day weekend, which was amazing. And then uh, most recently, also uh, Juneteenth happened, and uh, I had a small cookout with a small group of friends in Carter Barron Park in D.C. Um, and it was beautiful. It was all black people, of course, and... Um, it was six of my great friends, and we just sat out there and grilled food, um, talked, drank. We got super drunk. Like, it was so much fun. And I just really thought about how much, you know, you have to value community and you have to value your friends. And, you know, everyone's going through this at the same time. And it's just so good to be around friends that you love and trust and just black people like you know no one can love us like we love us um and so that's where I feel safe that's where I feel comfort I felt better than I have in these three months with them that day and it was just so like revitalizing so you know I am looking forward to creating more moments like that this summer even though you know we can't travel and I don't want to be hanging out at people's houses too much. You know, being outside has always um, been a cleansing thing for me and just feeling more free just being outside. So, you know, being out in the park and not having, you know, the police come harass us was very nice. Um, and I plan on doing it for um, some more weekends uh, coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. Girl, I feel tired. Um, also, I feel overwhelmed with the media, overwhelmed with the incessant sharing on social media platforms. Um, I think that what everybody is doing in an effort to try to keep everybody informed um, comes from like a really good place, but at the same time, it's too much. So I've actually like stopped. Um, answering or looking at Instagram direct messages because I find that people don't seem to be concerned with your mental health or your emotional health <laughs> when they're sending them. They're just kind of like sending you things. Um, so I'm, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed. <sighs> but at the same time, I'm happy and hopeful. And I think 
that's what life is. It's, it's a myriad of things, you know? When you're feeling one emotion, you can also be feeling thousands of them at the same time. I'm fed up with the lack of justice in this country. The fact that murder is only murder depending on who you murder is a problem. That shooting an unarmed person in the back is labeled police work and not cowardice or unnecessary force. I'm, I'm tired of the backward nature of this country and also the willful ignorance of people. Like this idea that because I'm black, I have to educate people on the history of systemic racism and oppression in this country is frustrating. When you have the time to research and Google everything else, but for whatever reason in your search for intellectual greatness, you skipped over historical evidence that the founding fathers, quote, of this country were murderers and thieves and somehow you have no idea, no clue that these truths have ramifications that seep into 2020. It's like, okay, you're ignorant because you wanna be. Like, you, you just wanna be ignorant. And I think it's because knowing the truth and accepting the truth will force people to look in the mirror and see that their lineage isn't as rosy as the history books have colored it. And with that knowledge, they would have no choice but to challenge themselves and challenge their own viewpoints and challenge the way that they move in this world. And what I found about most people, especially those who claim to not know or not see or have, oh, I had no idea, is that the truth is too ugly for them. So subconsciously, they would rather just play ignorant and not face it. And I think that's sad. I want to live in a world where black people are seen as human beings that have the same love, the same protections, the same respect, and the same opportunities as everyone else. I want to live in a world that I can be proud to raise a black child in. Like, I don't want to live in a shitty world. Who does? And I want to stop marching about the same shit over and over and over again. I feel safest when I'm in God's presence, uh, being in this meditative and prayerful state where I can just be myself, be real and be vulnerable. I think that's the foundation of safety. Uh, like when people say, this is a safe space, they mean that this is a space devoid of judgment where you can be your most authentic self, no matter what that looks like. Like if I'm feeling out of my mind, I can be that with God. If I'm feeling insecure, I can be that with God. And that feeling of safety extends to my immediate family, my mom, my dad, and my sisters. I actually had a conversation about anxiety with my, with my family on Father's Day because I was feeling it. And um, what was just so great about that conversation is that I felt safe enough to share it. Uh, I didn't feel like I would be judged. And within that, some people revealed to me that they were feeling a little anxious too. And I'm like, hey, uh, look, we're all in the same boat together. Um, and I think it made us closer. Um, and I also feel safe with my partner. Uh, there is safety in unconditional love. So when I have that, when I have unconditional love, uh, I feel safe. Struggle with this last question, what do I deserve? And the reason why I struggled is because 
I'm a little annoying and I tend to be a very literal person uh, working with words as they are defined. And in fact, sometimes people get mad at me and they're like, Deshaun, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And I'll be like, no, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you mean. I know what you said. Uh, I don't think there's much that I deserve simply because deserving something is merit-based Uh, When you deserve something, you earn it with your works, and then you're stamped as worthy in a particular situation because of what you've done. Like, for instance, if you work on a job, you deserve a paycheck, right? Because you've done everything that your employer has required of you. And so in my most genuine interactions with people and in a country that my ancestors built, I don't believe that I deserve equality. I believe I'm worth equality. In fact, I deserve not to have to deserve equality. Uh, We're all made in the image of God. And when I came out of my mother's womb, I was worthy, point blank, period. And there is no amount of work that I have to do. There's no amount of money that I can amass. There is no amount of accomplishments that I can have that would make me worthy of equality it simply belongs to me and it simply belongs to all human beings so i hope that people start thinking about themselves in terms of worth and not in terms of deserving especially when we're protesting and we're making demands and when you make demands people are like i deserve this and i deserve that and i deserve to be treated with respect that's tiring then that means that you're gonna be working for respect and dignity your entire life. And I think we need to get to a point where in this country, in our everyday interactions, in relationships, we need to stop saying that I deserve something because we're gonna tire ourselves out trying to work for the worth that is God given. And so I think at the very base level, We are worth honor, we are worth dignity, and we are worth the love that we were created with.